the volume. Oral Sessions is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. FanDuel is the best. They're America's number one sportsbook. It's so easy to use, safe and secure. What more do you need to hear here? There's fast payouts too, as quick as two hours. What a turnaround. And there's so many different bet types as well. as same game parlay bets, live betting, player props, futures. There's risk-free bets and the same game parlay bets, enhanced odds markets. There's so much more. It's fantastic. It will not let you down. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and get started now. Sign up with the promo code Renee so that they know that I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat for Connecticut. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9889 in Tennessee. Or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. episode. Christmas is here. Yuletide carols. All of the above. I am, I'm ready for Christmas. I've been wrapping presents. I feel like as a new mother, I really want like my wrapping to be on point. I want my wrapping to be on point. I want to like get the bows and the ribbons. I want it all to be done. I'm not cutting corners. I just throw this shit in a bag and keep it moving. No, that's well, you know what? That's a dude move. I get it. At least you're putting it in a bag. That's something. It's an A for effort. See, I'm the worst. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Just full transparency here. I don't wrap anything. I mean, there's a Mother's Day card still sitting in my dresser that I haven't given my mother in two years. I found one when I was unpacking that was just, uh, that was a Christmas card for John that I just never gave him, I guess. So I'm going to spin it up. Did you re-gift it? I'm going to. I have it. I might as well. Did you write any sentiments in it already or no, you're going to? No, not yet. I love a good card though. I am a sucker for a card. It's funny because yeah, as I've been like unpacking and like getting the house together and I know like, you know, I've been in this house for a month. So I understand that like in a normal situation, I would have had this house unpacked and put together and everything would have been painted and decorated. All the things would have been done within a week. But when you have a new baby that is on your hip all the time, that essentially cries anytime you hand her over to somebody else, that sort of has hindered my process a little bit, but I feel like I'm getting to a good spot. But anyway, so as I was unpacking, I found a stack of like old, old cards between John and I. So many. I just, I can't throw them out. I cannot bring myself to throw them out. Um, Just from like 
early on dating from like, I found our very first Christmas, the very first Christmas card I gave him. I think the very first one he gave me, um, I wrote him like this, like really cheesy card for like the first year that we were together going into WrestleMania. Like what a dork. Could you remember any of the sentiments that you wrote in the card that you could recite to the people listening to the sessions right now? Because that's what you're listening to. It's the holiday no. episode. We're full of bacchanalia and bullshit. That's Renee Paquette. I'm Emilio Sparks. What the fuck is good? I am not doing that. I that's um, you know, it's it's personal, it's private, it's from a long time ago. I I can't do it. I feel like uh I don't know. There's no one needs to hear it. It's cheesy. I get like real cheesy in cards, like quite emotional. Basically, you're just like Sarah Nold the Bolgerac and you're just fucking writing your heart out, aren't you? Yeah, I love it. I love it. But I also like to receive these cards as well. So we've got a stack of them that I just put away. Uh, that will be great findings for Nora one day, maybe, hopefully. So does he get equally sappy in the cards with you? He is more of like a joke cracker, but like in like a sweet way. Or he'll he's a really good poem writer. He crushes the poems. He writes like a poem or like another like weird hidden talent of his is um, he's a really good like improvisational singer like songwriter rather um can't really carry a tune in a bucket but the lyrics are always outstanding they always crack me up that like he'll come up with stuff and like we'll be like out walking doing something and like he'll like kind of start like singing a song that he's made up and then he just like goes quiet and like five minutes later the next line is there and then there's like a whole verse it's it's very funny so sometimes those wind up in cards also illustrations um so yeah it's you know quite the diverse thing to unpack. What a whole new dynamic you just painted in your relationship for the people playing Renee and John Bingo at home. Nobody had that on the bingo card, but here we are. I have never in my life kept a card that a significant other ever gave me. I would look at it. I'd be like, very nice. Thank you. And then I would just toss it in the garbage can. You know, it's, I'm not like trying to get like a word count or like, I'm not hitting the thesaurus and like really trying to like glitz it up. But yeah, I'll definitely lean in and like write a, a sweet little card. Did you do the card with the chicken that everybody sends like their like family members? Did you do that yet? Or next year, are you doing that? Oh, like a a Christmas card from our family to other people? Yeah. No. So here's the thing. So we didn't do that. I kind of regret it. But here's the thing. I don't want it to be, not that I don't want it to be. There's no way in hell I could ever convince John to do a like photo shoot with the family. There's just no fucking way. I call bullshit on that because he was going to wear fucking bat wings in a bat costume. So he would have definitely <laughs> done that. No, but the bat wings and the like, that's a joke. If we were like actually supposed to do, well, I guess we could do like funny Christmas pictures. There's a way around it. But it's funny because I was thinking about that this year when I was just like, oh man, I didn't do that. But I've really been keeping the like buying for people to as much of a minimum as I can. But then you're like, there's other people that I should send stuff out to. And I'm like, that's when you send out the card. Or do you remember Jackie Stakel? Did you ever meet Jackie uh, with WWE? She's like one of the makeup artists there, like long brown hair. Yeah. One of my absolute favorite people, very good friend of mine. Um, But she sent me a package that was so sweet. That was like home-baked cookies, cute little outfit for Nora, and then ornaments for the dogs. For the tree. And I was like, man, that's the move. Next year, I'm going to do that. I'm going to bake cookies and send cookies out with a card, either just of Nora 
or of the family if we can do some kind of gag funny version of that. I'm choking on nutmeg right now, just so you know. This truly is a holiday episode. Don't even know what that is. You've never had nutmeg? No, I'm allergic to nuts. Why would I have nutmeg? I'm looking this up right the fuck now. Is nutmeg a nut? No. Although the word nutmeg contains the word nut, it is not related to peanuts or tree nuts. It is a dried seed, which is uh, ground to make a spice. Well, now I'm going to fuck with some meg. Yay. I fucking love nutmeg. So I made um I made an eggnog. I know that um, eggnog can be poo-pooed and often um, misunderstood in the drink world. I love eggnog. I look forward to it every single year. It's a million calories per cup, but I have zero regrets. I'm doing this. What is it? So I think that eggnog, I have not, I've not actually looked this up, but I'm pretty sure that it's like the same ingredients that's in ice cream. That it's like egg yolks, cream, sugar, and like some spices. I think that's all that's in it. Hear that? Oh, that was so ASMR <laughs> that you were like shaking the glass with the, we should do that on the YouTube channel, by the way, but I, I've never had it. So I, I, I don't know what like the, well, you don't have dairy, so you'd probably shit your pants. Oh my God. It's been so long since I had dairy. Could you imagine if I had like a grilled cheese sandwich right now? You'd explode. I'm looking up right now. What's in eggnog, uh, do, 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 do egg yolk, sugar, whole milk, heavy cream, and a, a bourbon, some egg whites. There's no alcohol in mine. I actually think that makes me like more fucked up that I'm just drinking it straight up without alcohol. I'm just drinking full cream right now, like a fucking psychopath. So you're just slamming nog right now. Yeah, like an absolute maniac. But hey, whatever. And this is a Christmas thing. Oh, yeah. I actually think that I might start mixing some eggnog in my coffee in the morning. I'm going to do it tomorrow morning. I'll report back. Please do. You could tweet at Renee Paquette and ask her what the, what the eggnog creamer is. Would this be in Messy in the Kitchen, which is available now and be a great stocking stuffer for the holidays? It would be a great stocking stuffer. It can go under the tree. You can do whatever you want with this book. Just buy one. I think that this would have been a great, because I, I featured some cocktails in the back of the book because I, at the time, was not a big dessert person. I feel like I'm more of a dessert person now, though. I have really have a sweet tooth. Since being pregnant and since having the baby, I've just never really knocked the sweet tooth. I thought it was going to go away after I had Nora, but it has not. So are you baking stuff for the holidays? Are you doing like pies, cookies, cannolis? What are you doing? Yeah, I want to do some cookies, but I think I'm just going to play it like super basic and just do like a sugar cookie and then decorate them. Blah, blah, blah. It's going to be great. Um, But now I'm also going to be doing a thing on Christmas Day. So I am, I think I'm going to do like a ham dinner, but I was looking up a couple different sides. I think I might do some duck fat potatoes. Um, so yeah, a couple, a couple good fancy options. I also really want to lean into like a great charcuterie. That's what, that's what my heart wants right now is just like meats and cheeses and sauces and crackers. You know, I, I told my dad about charcuterie for the first time and he goes, what in the flying fuck is that? And I go, dad, it's antipas. And he was like, had I known when I would go out to eat with your mother, that if that was on the actual, like like menu, I would have ordered that because he would pass it because he wouldn't know what it was. Yeah, it's a little bit confusing. It, I mean, you're right. It is just an antipasta. That's all that it is. Um, I love it. I love it so much. I love me a charcuterie. So you don't eat anything. No. What do you look forward to for the holidays? 
what do you do? Because if you're not like also in New York and now this like this new wave of COVID is going around, like it seems like shit's about to shut down again. You don't even have food to look forward to. What do you do? You called me it a while ago and it makes sense. I'm a, just a survivalist. I don't really, I don't eat much. I mean. You're like the gatherer on Naked and Afraid. Easily, easily. I, I can fast for upwards to three days and not care that I didn't even eat. As long as I have some liquids, I'm good. Have you always been like this? My entire life. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that's where you and I really are polar opposites. I, all I think about all day is when I'm eating next all day. When am I eating next? What am I going to, when do I have my next thousandth coffee? Keep it coming. If anything, I am very predictable when it comes to my eating and drinking routines. Very. Like I, I went to an herbal uh, holistic doctor a couple of days ago. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they put me on a whole bunch of vitamins and supplements. Oh my God. So like I'm taking- Why don't you just eat a meal and then not need the supplements? Well, that's when I was told and I was like, you know what? Then that means I got to start eating meat. I'm really ain't fucking with the meat right now. So I don't why know. Why don't you eat meat? Well, why don't you fuck with chicken cutlets? So I don't like them because I think the texture's bullshit, but I like a thigh. I like a th- Is that why? Is it a texture thing for you? You know, I woke up one day, it was Thanksgiving, I'll never forget, five years ago. I woke up Thanksgiving, my mom threw some shit on the, on the plate. She was like, eat up. And my mother cooks great. She's a great cook. I bet Ange does. I just tried it. I took a bite of turkey. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I was like, I'm, I'm done. And that was for all meats. All meats that day were done. I loved it all, like lobster seafood. I would put it all in my face. And then I don't know, it just started to just slowly decrease all these things. And then I watched all these agenda vegan documentaries and I was, I was done. And I was like, all right, well, we're going to do this now. I mean, kudos to you for sticking to your guns, I guess. I mean, I like flip flop on things like that. I have gone through periods where I've not eaten meat just, just to see if I could or like to see how I would feel to like, you know, you just kind of like want to test out your body's limitations of like what works for me, what doesn't. Cause honestly, my, I treat my body like a fucking cast iron <laughs> skillet. It, everything's good to go. Nothing makes me feel sick. Nothing like, I mean, sure. There's things that like bloat me or whatever, but like not enough that I'm like, Oh, I should never eat that again. I kind of just keep rolling with the punches or I'll just like, you know, chug a bunch of water until I feel better. But everything goes for me. There's nothing There's nothing that's off limits for me food-wise. No food allergies. Oh, I have one, escargot. I was in Paris with uh, Summer Rae. Her and I took a trip there after TV one time when we were in the UK. And her and I are on Champs-Élysées. We're like, you know, up and down the street, having a great time, taking the double-decker bus, blah, blah, blah. And we stop and I'm like, I'm having escargot. We're in France. Of course I will. Have it, feel great. Then we're like back on this double-decker bus and I'm like... Anybody else hot? You guys got to be hot out here, right? Oh, yeah. I went fucking down. I thought I got food poisoning. That's what I thought that it was, which I could understand. I was like, all right, I got bit by the bug. I got food poisoning. Fine. Then I had them again when John was rehabbing um, his arm out in Birmingham. And there was a French restaurant there and I had it. Same thing. It just like fucked me up. I was like, damn it. I'm allergic to fucking escargot. I'm so bad when it comes to my food allergies that I can go into anaphylactic shock. Yeah, that's not cool. No, thank you. 
I live in, not in a constant fear, but like I will, I used to be an adventurous eater if I did go out and I'd be like, okay, I do have to get some type of sustenance in my tum-tum. Let me figure it out. Like, all right, well, you want to go here? We go here, whatever. Now it's like I go to the same couple of restaurants that I know are not going to kill me. Well, that makes sense. You, ha- I mean, if you have all those allergies, of course you have to think like that. My dumb ass is like, I'll eat fucking Subway anywhere. I'll eat McDonald's anywhere. I don't care. Give me the goods. He's making a list. He's checking it twice. He's given away up to $7 million in gifts over seven days on FanDuel. That is right. Santa Barkley is back. And Charles Barkley is giving away more than ever this holiday season through the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, You know, new and exciting users open the FanDuel Sportsbook app every day between December 21st and December 27th for a new gift from good old Jolly St. Chuck. Some of the features that you guys are going to love in the FanDuel Sportsbook app, there's the same game parlays, daily odds boosts. Um, You can also pick a team that you will think will win over Christmas Day and the weekend, all of those good things. FanDuel Sportsbook is America's number one sportsbook. It's the number one destination for NBA and NFL betting. Very safe, very easy to use, and you get your money in as little as two hours. It's fantastic. Are you new to FanDuel Sportsbook? Just sign up with the promo code Renee and get your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 and make every moment more this holiday season. That's promo code Renee, R-E-N-E-E. Don't forget to check out the FanDuel Sportsbook app every day from December 21st to the 27th to see what Santa Barkley brought to you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Or text next step to 53342 for Arizona. 1 800 Gambler or visit fanduel.com slash RG for Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia. 1 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org/chat/for-connecticut. for West Virginia. Let's talk some Christmas things here. Um, we're too old to put in like requests to Santa for like the thing that you want. What is the thing that you want? That if it was like under the tree, you would be so pumped. What is that? I'm not a jewelry man, but I've always wanted a Rolex. I've always been fascinated with fine, just Swiss technology. They perfected the watch like I don't know, like a hundred years ago. How much is a Rolex? What do Rolexes cost? They're like 20 grand or something, aren't they? Um, Low end, if you want like a Submariner, which is really nice, that's about 12. If you wanted an Air King, that's about six. If you want like the, the razzle dazzle, like a day to date with a, with, a, with a presidential bezel. What's a presidential bezel? What is that? The presidential Rolexes have like, they call them like a Jubilee um like band. And then the bezel on the top is like the design around the watch. I'm simple too. I don't need diamonds in the Rolex. (laughs) You've thought about this. You've thought long and hard about this. Oh, I've been sitting with it for, for years. I've been thinking about this. Like, this is like the ultimate thing that I want. Like I've, if I want something, I normally go out and get it. Caskets don't have pockets. I'm going to save my money. I keep it real frugal, but also at the same time too, I allow myself once or twice a year to get that big thing 
that I want because I work hard for it. I got no wife. I got no kids. I got no real responsibilities outside of myself to pay my bills. So if I want to stash a couple away to buy a Rolex, I'm going to try it. It's rough. I'll feel like I'm going to be saving for like my entire fucking life. So that's, that's essentially what I want. So if anybody out there wants to buy me a Rolex or you just enjoy the work that I do, I can set up my tip on Twitter and you can just throw me some money towards that. We can do that. Yeah, I set up a GoFundMe for my Rolex. Or I just started OnlyFans where you just see me <laughs> clean sneakers. I mean, that sounds like a real good side hustle. Who would want to see this doing an OnlyFans, though? I don't know. Is, is OnlyFans mostly just all women on there? I'm not sure. I think it's just mostly the sex. Not people having sex. I have a couple of friends that do OnlyFans pages, and some of them keep it classy, and they, they just show a little bush. <laughs> And then some of them are really going in, honey. Really? Pound town. No way. Are they getting paid a lot of money for this? Some of them get paid very, very well. You would have to, to be able to sleep somewhat peacefully at night, I would imagine. Unless that's just what you're into. If you're into that, by all means, wave that flag. Go for it. That sounds like that gives me anxiety. To video record it? I can't do that. Could you imagine watching yourself back? I would, <laughs> I would die. <laughs> and then who do I think I am? Oh what my is God, I would take a laser pointer and really pick out every flaw. Like I'd be like, oh my God, why do I have text neck right here? <laughs> what? Anytime I see myself back on camera, I'm like, what is this posture? My posture would be bad. My facial expressions would be bad. Oh, I can, I feel like my foot would be like at like a weird, it's not like pointed or flexed. It's just like out. I remember you had Lisa Ann on, and this is real early on in oral sessions. And she talked about that. It's literally work. You're doing a workout. Like your feet got to be a specific way. Your body has to be flexed. You got to like really be. It's Get those triceps flexed. Right. To be honest with you, sometimes I just want to lay there like a starfish. <laughs> yeah. Do some work. We all have earned a starfish day here and there, you know? And then there are other times where you want to be the Patrick Bateman. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you want to flex for the mirror. Yeah, there's there's different scenarios all the time. It depends on the day. It depends on the mood. depends on like my what my workout regime has been like. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Could you imagine doing full glam just to go to pound town. No, but I will say, I mean, there's definitely been times, like, especially like earlier on to like when John and I would be dating, I'd be like, okay, at least I know I like look pretty. I have on full TV makeup. So I at least have that going for me right now. Like I would definitely think that as opposed to just being like, you know, morning, fresh face, which he could give a shit. But in my head, I would think about that sometimes. You definitely feel prettier when you're full glam and you're like, all right, let's get down to it. Also keep in mind that like, we often would like go out afterwards. We'd like go find like a dive bar somewhere or like find any restaurant that was open late. We would usually stay and hang out for a while. Like once we got in the hotel room was like a for sure wipe it off. But there, you know, there might be like a hangout in the hotel lobby for a minute or pop over here and do a thing. So like I would keep it on until I got to my room. I kind of miss putting on good outfits. I actually just recently unpacked all of my like TV outfits. And I was like, man, these things need to be dusted off because there's some outfits in there that are really great. See, now that 
is maybe what you create your OnlyFans for. And you just show pantsuits. And every day you just get a different photo shoot of Renee wearing some pants. Yeah, check out my pants. You like a wide leg? You want a capri? What are we talking here? And then you just jump on and then you go, special sale today. Anybody that's into capri kink, you're getting a ton of content for $30 off. I would be bad at it. I would be, I'd have to find an angle and like spin the angle. Yeah, it, it just, it would not be for me. I can't sell myself like that to get a Rolex. So I guess I just got to do it the old fashioned way, which is through hard work. Oh my God. What a rip off. Right? What an absolute rip off. Yeah. I know. Yeah, that's some bullshit. Okay, so you put out um, what, you know, could be um, interpreted by people as a controversial tweet the other day. I'm a controversial guy. <laughs> Saying that terry cloth is uh, an underutilized material. And I have to agree with you. I love a good terry cloth. Totally is. I thought you were going to say that my tweet about a Christmas story being extremely mid because that caused no, a ruffle. I'm with the- you. No, I, I actually hate a Christmas story. I don't think it's good at all. I have no interest in watching it other than the scene when the kid's uh, tongue gets stuck on the, the telephone pole or whatever. That's the, I, I just, I don't like that movie. I never care to watch it. I never get excited to watch it. So no, I thought that was actually a very brave tweet and people needed to hear it. Well, that's the thing in, in the internet now in Jeff Bezos's Twitter. That's the thing like that. That's the issue where it's like you have to now you got to agree with me because this is the this is the thing. So if the Internet is telling me that a Christmas story is the greatest Christmas movie in the world, I'm going to say you're bugging. I've had this conversation with you. I've had this conversation with Graves. He agrees with us. It's not a good movie. No, I saw him tweet about it, too. It's not good. It's funny. He messaged me the other day and asked if I had uh, seen It's a Wonderful Life. What a beautiful film that is. It's my number one, not even Christmas movie. If you're going to say, Sparks, what is your number one movie? That is my number one. It's a beautiful film. Strip away the romance. Strip away the, the, the feel good at the end. It honestly is a thriller. The second half of the movie. Once he jumps in the whatever, the, the, the pond or the lake to save Clarence. Then it gets scary on some Hitchcockian like wave. You bring up a good point. I mean, it definitely it takes a turn at that point. It definitely it gets intense. He is so good with like nuance and like the minutia of just like incorporating just certain little things. When he says that um, something about like like uh, Harry, Harry, your your brother died when he was a kid. Uncle Billy went into the insane asylum. Like everything that you know does not exist because you decided say that you weren't born had this like ripple effect. So then like there's this shot where Stuart runs into the camera and his eyes are big and he's hyperventilating. And there's just this like fear and panic in his face. Like, oh shit, I just screwed the pooch on everybody in Bedford Falls. Wow, this really is your favorite film. Oh, yeah. I have two ways of looking at this film. One, this poor son of a bitch had to settle in life so everybody else could win. I think that's generally how most people see it as that way, right? Yeah, it's all about me, 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 me. The hell with you, George Bailey. Even Clarence was like, hey, you need to realize that you matter in this world so I can get my wings. Hey, he got places to go. Clarence has some shit to do. He needs those damn wings. But then there's this scene, right? And I had to write about this in film class. They were like, pick just this odd scene that you think in any movie and go in on it. 
So there's this one scene where now that city has the eureka moment, Zuzu's pedals, everybody's alive. He's screaming like a maniac at the top of his lungs. He runs into the house and then he's running up the stairs to make sure Zuzu's fine. And there's like this newel cap on the, the banister. Now, throughout the movie, they're setting this up. Watch it this year because it's going to be on a thousand times anyway. I know now I'm like, I'm looking at it through a completely different lens. I've got to put this on. Throughout the movie, they set up where like the stairs were rickety and old and they really didn't have a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out of the Baileys. There's a running gag that the stairs are just so rickety that the, the top of the stairs, like it's called a newel cap, right? It's just like a, like a decorative piece would always fall off. The scene before he like leaves the house to jump off the bridge he, he wants to throw it, but he composes himself where he doesn't. Then he put, places it back. Then he runs up the stairs again, trying to get Zuzu now at this point, because he has this like, oh shit, I'm glad I'm alive moment. And he kisses the thing. Like even this little thing he's grateful for that he, would, that he pissed him off, like he kisses it and then he puts it down and runs up. And that was an improv thing from, from Jimmy Stewart. And then I went into gratitude and the subtleness of just like appreciating every little thing in the surroundings or whatever. And I was like, this is a master class in acting that you don't see anymore. I love subtle things like that. And it is those improvised scenes. I mean, unless like the director's like really poking and prodding to like, you know, zoom in on stuff that, to have conversations like what you just had right now. But I mean, if you're able to like go through little things like that and pick up on those little moments that, I mean, that's what separates a great film. That's what separates a great actor. Those are really those like spectacular moments. And that movie, especially at that time, right? Like they wanted to rush it up a year. So it was in competition as best picture and best actors um, with Miracle on 34th Street Ooh, the same I year. I did just watch Miracle on 34th, but the remake. I can't do the remake. I'm good. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm I all right. Like the, the doctor from Jurassic yeah. Park. <laughs> yeah. I'm all right. I'm good. Oh, fuck, that's great. <laughs> that movie was winning everything. But Frank Capra wins an Academy Award anyway because he was just a good director. But like around those times, Frank Capra was known for making those like America, hell yeah, like let's like let's win the war and like all those like films with it. Now they're called propaganda films. But back then they would be like, we got to inspire and all of this stuff. So this one, if you really look at the tone, it was like right after World War Two. America really needs something. You know, everybody was like downtrodden. We win the war. We're exhausted. We're happy. Boom. Then this movie comes out and it's this like feel good movie of the year. When you compare It's a Wonderful Life in terms of Christmas movies to, let's say, Gene Shepard's A Christmas Story, they don't stack up. I love the narrative. I love what Gene Shepard does. He was a great comedian, real sharp wit. But like the film just, it doesn't hit. And then because it's on 24 hours, everybody, you got to sit and watch. And like, I think like everyone just has in their head, like, oh, the leg lamp, the dogs running through the house, the turkey on the ground, the pink bunny suit, the the BB gun. Like it's all those things that people think about. But the movie itself, like, yeah, like there's some moments throughout the film, but the movie itself as a whole does not I, I've never really liked it. And I think I've always wanted to pretend that I liked it because it is on all the time. And I think my mom really likes the movie. So I think I would always think that I liked it. And then the more I watched it, like as an adult, I'm like, I'm just not into this movie. It, it feels soulless to me. Right. I've never been one of those kids that wanted that one toy for Christmas that I need. So I'm going to piss my parents off and come hell or high water to get this thing. Like granted, the shoot your eye out scene with Santa Claus Great. 
But how much of that movie do you really give a shit about? No, I don't. That's what I mean. It's like, yeah, there's moments and there's scenes throughout the movie. But in, in terms of like the whole thing and walking away, being like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I watched that. It doesn't do it for me. You know what Christmas movie I do love, though? And I watch it every single year. And every year I love it. I get so excited to watch it. Is The Family Stone. Have you ever seen this? I love The Family Stone. I love The Family Stone. I would say that, yeah, not even just one of my favorite Christmas movies. I would say that's one of my favorite movies. I truly love it. Underrated film. Agreed. And like spectacular cast. We've got Diane Keaton, Rachel McAdams, who I love and adore, Luke Wilson. Uh, I mean, the, the cast is... Uh, um, Craig Claire T. Danes Nelson. in it. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah, like it, it's such a beautiful movie. I also feel like Christmas movies do need to have that little bit of like heartache. That sad, like I want to feel like I'm going to tear up at a certain point in that movie. Definitely tugs at the heartstrings. Which is why, you know, a Christmas story doesn't give you that because, you know, the little bastard's going to get the goddamn BB gun. That does not interest me. I need someone to overcome something more than just getting a gift or not. Sarah Jessica Parker, are very good in that movie. I feel like John and I have this conversation every year when we watch it too, is like, so I was never a Sex and the City uh, watcher. I never got into it, but I do understand like Carrie Bradshaw character, this like loose, fun, vivacious, effervescent woman, blah, blah, blah. And that's not who I think of when I see Sarah Jessica Parker. I think of her from uh from a family stone i think of her as being uptight and rigid and a throat clearer like that scene when they're at the dinner table and she starts asking about like the nature versus nurture um conversation she just won't drop it and it's getting so tense and then like even her her fiance turns on her it's just unbelievable in terms of dialogue and just pacing that scene specifically like you want to talk about actors pacing oh yeah she kills it in that. Her, Diane Keaton, and uh, I would even say like Luke Wilson in that too, because they all start kind of like laughing and they're like, ha it's okay. She didn't mean any harm. She didn't mean any harm. And then she keeps persisting with it. And they're like, oh my God. And like Diane Keaton slams her hands down on the table and everything gets tense. And she's talking to her deaf son about how much she loves him. Oh, it's just a thing of beauty. I love that movie so much. So if we were to do the session's top five Christmas movies, to watch right now. Okay, to, to watch. Okay, because I mean, if you guys have, if you've, if you've not already plowed through all your Christmas movies or uh, you need some other inspiration, yes, Family Stone for sure. It's a Wonderful Life, obviously. I mean, I have to say Love <laughs> yes! Actually. Yes! I love Love, because you know what else is a masterclass in a scene? Holy shit. Emma Thompson. When she realizes that she does not get that heart-shaped necklace that she thought that her husband bought for her, but it's a Joni Mitchell CD. And they're about to take their kids off to their kids' Christmas pageant. They're all dressed as lobsters and blah, blah, blah. And she goes up, she says, I just need to take a minute, goes upstairs, is sobbing because she realizes that her husband's having an affair. He's doing some shit. The thing that always gets me is how she is in the middle of just like her world is crashing in front of her. And she takes the time to straighten out her bedding. It makes me, I literally just got goosebumps thinking about it right now because she's so concerned about still being such a great wife and being a great mom and her whole world is crashing down. And then she goes downstairs, takes that breath. She's like, okay, who's ready to go? Let's go out to the pad and like gets everybody in the car. Every single time I watch that, I literally think I'm choking up right now thinking about it because I just, that scene, there's such a realism to it. 
And it's so grounded. Well, because moms have to play the role. They have to soldier on. You can't break down. There's not a moment for mom to break down. So when, yeah, she's doing whatever she can to distract herself, to still be good mom and and save face. Oh my gosh. It absolutely kills me that scene every single year. Those are three. I'm going to say this Christmas as number four. I've never seen this Christmas. Oh, Renee, what are you doing? You have to watch this. Just the most handsome man in the world, Idris Elba. Idris Elba's very handsome. I've never seen this. Lauren London's in it. Delroy Lindo, probably the coolest dude on the face of the earth. Okay, I'm going to watch it tonight because I need new Christmas movies to watch because I feel like I plowed through these early. So great. I'm going to watch that then. Okay, great. Yay. It has everything you need. Like it has that like little drama with it. You have like the returning son and Idris Elba who really doesn't want to be home for the holidays, but due to a circumstance, because I don't want to give it away, he comes home and then like all this other stuff is, there's all these other like little subplots that are just going on that connect so well to this movie. Ooh. Okay, I'm so excited Yeah, and then just this. Delroy Lindo's just the coolest dude in the world. So he has probably some of the coldest lines in the world. Like him and, him and Idris like butt heads in one of the scenes and- he puts him in his place in just the most smoothest way in the world where it was just oh, like, I love that. ooh, okay. It, it's it's dope. So you're, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's so okay, good. Okay, I can't wait to check that one out. Um, and then, I mean, I would be remiss to not say- Die Hard? No. Uh, I was debating between Home Alone and Home Alone 2 because honestly, sometimes I feel like Home Alone 2 is better than one, but I'm going to go with one. One has some funnier lines in it. So Home Alone, Home Alone original. Plus, uh, John Candy is in one, so that should definitely give it the uh, the edge. That's the scene where he's like the polka king of the Midwest. <laughs> oh my God, so and funny. then like he's he's <laughs> polka polka polka. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Everyone loves Home Alone. I mean, if you if you want to tell me you don't like Home Alone, that's I'll call some BS on that. It's spectacular. Now I want to ask this. You're a woman that has done a lot in her like media career. You have been thrusted into the spotlight for many, many years now. Cookbooks, radio shows, podcasts, all hits. When are we getting Renee Paquette in a Hallmark original Christmas movie? I don't know. Here's the thing that guts me. So I watch just about every Christmas movie just because I enjoy it. I like putting them on whether they're good or they're bad. The plots are trash. The acting is predictable. All of these things. I don't have to be the star of the movie. I do not have to be the star. Give me a couple lines. Let me be the quirky friend. Let me be the sister. Let me, you know, give me, you don't have to give me all of the duties, but throw me in there. I'm ready for this. And Hallmark is like stiff, man. I think they only work with DJ Tanner um, and she's great. Big fan. She looks like a million bucks. I will give her that. They use her Lacey Chabert. If I'm even saying her name right. Yes, you are. Yeah, I am. Yeah, right. Yeah. Alicia um, Witt. They, they have their like five people that they go to. And then that's kind of it. And it kills me because I just want in. But you know what? I think I would just like to. So since Hallmark is not going to fulfill my dreams here. I'm going to pivot slightly because I do feel like the Netflix Christmas movies are better. They've had some really good ones. Um, Also, another kind of pivot is Hulu. Have you seen um, Happiest Season? No. What is this? Great. It's Kristen Stewart. Dan Levy is in it. Um, I can't remember the other actress's name. Um, Aubrey Plaza is in it. 
it's really great. It's like a really sweet, um, it's like an LGBTQ um, Christmas movie and they knock it out of the park. I think that it's really good. I thoroughly enjoy the movie. It came out maybe two years ago, um, but it's it's really, I think it's done really well. I really enjoy the movie. It's like edgy enough and it's not like, you're not like gagging on it being too cheesy or like too on the nose. It's shot really well and there's um, great music in it. Anything with Dan Levy, I'll watch as well. So then why don't we do this then? Why don't we write our own Christmas movie, sell it to Netflix and get you a payday and get us maybe an Emmy? Listen, it's not even that I want the payday. I just want to do this. I want to do this out of the goodness of my heart. I just, I thoroughly want to scratch this itch and I, I want to be in a, I want to be in any movie, but like specifically a Christmas movie. We'll figure out a plot because it's always got to deal with like romance or like, uh, like the, 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 the person comes home. It's usually like, oh, I inherited this cottage here and it's, I've, I'm trying to sell it, but it's going to ruin everything in town and everybody in the town hates me except for this one guy who's a real pain in the ass, but he's pretty cute. Then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. They hook up. She doesn't sell the place. They start a new business. Life is Or good. you have the, the, the workaholic who leaves the small town, comes back because of like a dying relative, mostly a mother or a father. They come back. They're hanging out. And then all of a sudden, the person that broke their heart is the one that's trying to get them back. And like, so see, we can, we can, we can write this and then we can cast people. Like, I think you... Ethan Page, RJ City, and Dan Housen in a Christmas movie? Oh my God, what I would give. Who would Dan Housen play? He has to have the scene where it's the most impactful and he's only in it maybe like five minutes and people are like, whoa, <laughs> the range on this brother. Like right then and there. I don't know. I think that there's something there. I, I like where the casting is headed already. I'm just saying, we got to figure it out. I think this is what we do. We take it to the Twitter streets and we say, hey, listen, this is what we're thinking. This is what we want to do. I've been tweeting this for some time, but maybe if we have a little more legs, we get the script behind us. We attach a couple more names to it. Maybe we can get the ball rolling. Hey, listen, you say John writes a good limerick. Maybe he could write a screenplay. I'm going to ask him. Right? <laughs> That's a really good point. I think he might be able to. He's, he is the creative genius of the house for sure. That's that's it. He writes it. Let's let's just go. Let's do it. We'll figure it out and we will just rule Netflix with an iron grip. Well, we have to have it done by the summertime so we can shoot it in the summertime so it's ready to go by Christmas. That's easy. We can be the squid games of holiday movies. Let's do the damn thing. Um, okay, so we will put out for everybody and you guys can add on to the list to have some Christmas movies so that we don't miss anything. Um, uh, and uh, send me more eggnog recipes. I, want, I should make some eggnog. That's what I should do. I think you should. You should You should go because people like when you go on the live. I think you just do your like an IG live or you just do a story and you do it like you have to show off this velour tracksuit. Oh, yeah. I love this thing. So like I think tonight you re-up some, some nog so that way you can watch like any whatever you're going to watch, whether it's the fights or whether it's a Christmas movie, you get nogged up and you say, hey, look, look at this fine fabric that maybe is only second to terry cloth. I don't know. I mean, I would give this a lean over terry cloth, but I do love this thing. So I feel like this I feel like I wear this during the holidays because it's it feels holiday ish. But I also but I also have um, I have one of those one piece velour jumpsuits. Also, same like burgundy, Christmassy, 
It's lovely. Love it. But you know what's not cool, though? You don't want to sleep in a velvet or a velour. I feel like it pulls on the sheets. I need a pair of velour sweatpants because I bought the Kanye West uh, Gap Collection puffer jacket. The Gap Collection? Like you mean like from the Gap? Yeah. Yeezy and Gap came together and they are releasing articles of clothing. You know what's funny is I was thinking about this the other day because there's a Katy Perry Gap commercial right now. I was like, remember when Gap commercials were a thing? It was, they were great. They were like really poppy and beautiful. And I feel like they were a moment to be had. So I, I really enjoy them. But I, I like that if Kanye's working with Gap, I think it's time for Gap to start having a moment. They should make a comeback. Like their clothes are really good too. And like in terms of sweatpant culture, it's comeback. I'm not a big beige guy, so I'm not doing beige. But like you give me a hoodie. I think you would look good in a chino. I could see you in a good, like, fitted, tapered chino. A beige chino? I mean, I have black chinos. No, I think you could do a beige. Are you selling me on this now? I think you could with, like, a cool sneaker and, like, a little ankle out. I think you could do it. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone for this. Yeah, you should. I think it would look really good. I like that. I like a good khaki pant. It's time for Gap to have a moment. We're we're ready for them to bring it back. Their baby clothes are some of my favorite. They're one of my, like, go-tos for Nora. I get tons of stuff for her from Baby Gap. Big fan. Okay, now that I know that as well, that I can go. There's a baby gap in my mall. Oh, yeah. So for her birthday, she's going to get laced up. Oh, my God. I like shopping for the kid now. It's so much more fun. It's way better. By proxy, she's my niece. Yes. Like, boom, G'd up from the feed up, kid. Uncle Sparks got you. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) G'd up from the feed up. Uh, All right, guys. This has been our holiday episode of oral sessions, um, hit us up. You know where to find me at uh, Renee Paquette, Twitter, Instagram, find Emilio at Emilio Sparks, Instagram and Twitter. Check it all out. Let us know um, some other Christmas movies that you're into, maybe some Christmas recipes. And how about this? I'm going to really give you guys a bit of a head scratcher here. Try to find something for Emilio to eat for Christmas. <laughs> you know, like what's like a good recipe that checks all the boxes? Because you're not the only person out here with a bunch of allergies. You know that somebody listening must deal with this or has it or know someone that has it. We need some good recipes for Emilio. Um, all right, guys, we will uh, we'll be back next week. Another episode on the other side of Christmas. Have a really great Christmas. Have a great holiday. Whatever it is that you're celebrating, enjoy it. Kick back and just like kind of unplug and thoroughly enjoy it. Things are really weird in the world again. It's really getting kind of close to another weird shutdown and whatever's going on right now. So, um, yeah, just take the time to hang out with your family and try to chill and feel good and and enjoy a time with your loved ones. See you later. Emilio, thanks for joining me on this episode. And uh, see you guys next week. This has been The Sessions. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, do that. Bye.